As I have moved through the process of writing this book, drafts, edits, revisions, etc., I've sought the unvarnished opinions of friends, colleagues, and family members to answer a question that has troubled me from the beginning. How does a person who is not overweight write about her lifelong obsession with overeating without sounding like a narcissistic, woe-is-me skinny girl with an overinflated image of herself, particularly to those who share her obsession with food but happen to be overweight or even obese? I can report back to you that the answer to my question was almost unanimous. You can't. No matter what you say or how you say it, you're going to sound like a privileged, skinny bitch with food issues. Oh yeah, and a TV show. And a woman who was born into a wonderful, prominent family and has a blessed life. None of that suggests any kinship with the legion of suffering women whose debilitating relationship with food actually shows when they stand in front of the mirror in their closet. So here's the deal. I get it. I'm acutely aware of the eye-rolling derision with which many view my role in this book. I stipulate up front that a good degree of my success in life was gained through my appearance. I did not earn my genetic makeup any more than I chose the family I was born into. I am a lucky woman, and I know it. On the other hand, I have worked hard, taken risks, and experienced as many failures as I have successes. I have been hired and fired more times than I would like to recall, have struggled for two decades to bring balance to my professional and family life, have been paid less because I'm a woman, and have struggled through one eating disorder after another. But each challenge taught me a lesson I would not have learned otherwise. The experiences I relate in this book would be no different had I weighed 115 pounds or 215, and the fact that I am closer to the former does not negate the fact that, but for fortunate genetics and the will to change my life, I would be closer to the latter. But if that were the case, I would not be working in television, a visual industry that demands a certain look. It may seem harsh, but as I wrote in my last book, in order to know your value, you must have a clear-eyed understanding of what people are buying. To the extent that I may currently have that look, I am grateful. So the question is, how do I make my point? That absent a fundamental change in the way we consume, prepare, and market food to our children and all citizens— we will never be able to attack the myriad eating disorders that affect millions of Americans today without coming out and addressing my own internal food issues, despite an external appearance to the contrary. I'll tell you how. It's too important an issue to ignore. I'll just do it.